He lived among the tombs. This man was completely and totally out of control. All day long he would cry out. All night long he would cut himself. Day and night he was hurting. Day and night he was suffering. Day and night he was physically and emotionally drained. He couldn't be bound. He couldn't be shackled. He couldn't be chained. He couldn't be stuck. He lived among the tombs. And it wasn't until he saw Jesus from afar off that he fell down on his face and his life was forever changed. In Mark chapter 5, just after Jesus calms a raging storm, he would soon calm this raging man who is completely and totally out of control. Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 1, the Bible says that they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him Out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out, and he was always cutting himself with stones. Here in this passage, we see that Jesus and his disciples enter into the city of the Gerasenes, and they are immediately approached by a man with an unclean spirit. Luke's account tells us that this man had demons, and these demons controlled him. They seized him. They drove him far away from people, out of society, and all the way into the wilderness. This man lived among the tombs. He had no home. He ran around naked and all day and all night he was crying out and he was cutting himself. He was completely and totally out of control until he came to Jesus. In Mark chapter 5 in verse number 2 The Bible tells us that when Jesus and his disciples enter into the city, they were approached by this man. In Mark chapter 5 and verse number 6, the text tells us that when this demon-possessed man saw Jesus from afar, he ran and he fell down before him. And he said, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? It is very remarkable when this man who had demons was in the presence of Jesus. All of his sins, all of his faults, all of his shortcomings, and his literal demons were exposed. The demons inside of him begin to address Jesus as Lord. They call him the Son of the Most High God. And they ask Jesus, what do you have to do with me? What is someone as holy, righteous, pure, blameless, and just as you doing with someone as wicked and defiled as I? When this demon-possessed man, when this man who was completely and totally out of control came to Jesus, all of his demons were exposed. And so he continues to say to Jesus in the latter half of verse number 7, I adjure you by God, do not torment me. Verse 8, for he was saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, my name is Legion, 
for we are many. Many as in 4,000 to 6,000. This man had 4,000 to 6,000 demons inside of him. And he is begging Jesus, verse 10, earnestly not to send them out of the country. Lord, please don't send me out of the country. Please don't send me in the realm of darkness. Please don't send me into the abyss, as Luke's account says. We will soon find out that these demons would rather live in swine than be cast into the realm of darkness and gloom. As the text continues in verse number 11, the Bible says, Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned into the sea. This man was completely and totally out of control. He was full of thousands and thousands and thousands of demons. And when he saw Jesus from afar off, he fell down on his face. He acknowledged Jesus as Lord. His sins and his shortcomings and his demons were literally exposed. And he begged the Lord for love, grace, and mercy. And God showed him love, grace, and mercy. And his life was changed forever. His life was changed forever when he came to Jesus. And as the story continues, the text says in verse number 14 that his life was changed in a tremendous way. The Bible says that the herdsmen fled and they told it in the city and in the country and the people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and they saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had had the legion, sitting there clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. Jesus has just done something incredible. He has cast out thousands and thousands of demons from this man. And so when all of the people in the town see this, they are impressed. They run out to the towns and to the country and to the city, and they tell everyone about all of the wonderful things that Jesus has done for this man. And so multitudes of people flock to this demon-possessed man, and when they see him, they are both amazed and they are terrified. They are amazed by the fact that the man who they formerly saw living among the tombs, the man who they formerly saw crying out all day and all night long, the man who they formerly saw cutting himself with stones, the man who they formerly saw running around naked, the man who they formerly saw completely and totally out of control is now in his right mind. They are amazed by this fact, but they are terrified. They are terrified by the fact that there is a man by the name of Jesus who has power over the unclean spirits. They are terrified by the fact that there is a man by the name of Jesus who has control over both the physical and the spiritual realm. They are terrified by the fact that Jesus has all power and authority and they beg him, they beg him to get out of the city. And so 
he gets out of the city. Verse 18, the text says, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. And he did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Jesus is being run out of the city. This demon-possessed man longs to be with Jesus. Lord, please let me go with you. Jesus says, no, you cannot go with me. You must stay here and you must tell your story. You must tell everyone about how you used to live among the tombs. You must tell everyone of how you used to run around and cry out and cut yourself all day and all night long. You must tell everyone how you used to have thousands and thousands of demons inside of you. And I want you to tell everyone how when you saw me from afar off, you fell down on your face, you confessed me as Lord, you begged for my mercy, I gave you mercy, and I cast those demons out of you. I changed your life forever. That's what I want you to do. I want you to stay here and share your story. And that's exactly what happens. Mark chapter 5, verse number 20. The text says, and he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. This is truly a marvelous story. A man who was formerly out of control. A man who lived among the tombs is now joyfully talking about he who would soon rise from a tomb. What a fascinating story. Today is August the 25th, 2019. And sadly, we are living in a world full of people who are living among the tombs. We are living in a world full of people who are completely and totally isolated from the family of God. We are living in a world full of people who are completely and totally isolated from the church of Christ. We are living in a world full of people who are naked and exposed to the spiritual forces of evil. We are living in a world full of people who are naked and exposed to all of the wiles of the devil. We are living in a world full of people who are plagued by sin and they are hurting themselves all day and all night long. We are sadly living in a world full of people who are so far removed from the love, the grace, and the mercy of God. They are so far removed from the light of Christ and they are tiptoeing in darkness. We are sadly living in a world full of people who are living among the tombs. And just like this man in Mark chapter 5, those who live this way are completely and totally out of control. They are out of control. They live their lives according to their own wishes, their own wills, their own desires, and their own wants. 
They live and let live. They hold nothing back. They do what they want. They say what they want. They go with it where they want. They think what they want. They listen to what they want. They live their lives for themselves. And they think that they are in control. They think that they have it made. But friends, people who live their lives this way are not in control. They think that they have freedom, but friends, they are in bondage. They are slaves to sin. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 6 and verse 12, Do not let sin reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. When something is reigning, it has control over you. Those who live their lives for themselves are allowing sin to have control over them. They are allowing sin to reign in their mortal bodies, and it is their sins that are persuading them to obey their passions. They are not free. They are in bondage. Those who live their lives with no regard for God, no regard for judgment, no regard for morality, and no regard for righteousness are slaves to sin, and they are completely and totally out of control. And my admonition for you this morning is, if you are living this way, Like that demon-possessed man back in Mark chapter 5, you must come to Jesus. Have a come-to-Jesus moment. Humbly and boldly and confidently and perhaps even shamefully fall down before his high and exalted throne. Confess your sins to the Lord. Acknowledge God as Yahweh. Acknowledge God as the creator of the ends of the earth. Acknowledge his glory. Acknowledge his righteousness. Confess your sins. Repent of your sins. And beg the Lord for love. Beg the Lord for mercy. Beg the Lord for grace. And beg him for his loving kindness and favor. If you are out of control, if you are living among the tombs, come to Jesus. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7, if we ask, it will be given to us. If we seek, we will find. If we knock, the door will be open to us. If we ask the Lord for something, he will give it to us. If we seek the Lord, we will find him. And if we knock on his door, he will open it. If we come to him, just as he did in Mark chapter 5 with that demon-possessed man, if we come to him, he will show us matchless love, grace, and abundant favor. In 1 John chapter 1 and verse number 9, the Apostle John says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is what God wants to do for us. This is what God can do for us, but we must take that first step and come to Jesus. And after we come to Jesus, and after he washes away our sins, after he cleanses us of all of our unrighteousness, after he changes our lives in an abundant way, he expects us to share our story. Just as he did that man back in Mark chapter 5, He expects each and every one of us to share our story. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, the Apostle Paul shared 
his story. The Apostle Paul was formerly a man who persecuted Christians. He drug them out of their homes and he had them put to death. And we see here in 1 Timothy chapter 1 how he shares his story. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 12. Paul says, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly, verse 13, though formerly, I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and the love that are in Jesus Christ. The same grace and the same love that was shown to that demon-possessed man in Mark chapter 5 was shown to Paul. And here in this passage, he is sharing that with the world to come. He says in verse number 15, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am foremost. Some translations say of whom I am chief. But I received mercy for this reason that is in me as the foremost Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul shared his testimony. He shared his story. That demon-possessed man back in Mark chapter 5 shared his story. And God expects us to share our story today. Tell the world about the matchless love of God. Tell the world about how he brought you out of sin and into his marvelous life. Tell the world about your sins. Tell the world about your past. Tell the world about your shortcomings. And tell the world of how, despite all that you have done, God has been so good to you. He has blessed you with a wonderful, wonderful life, a wonderful, wonderful family, wonderful children, wonderful houses. He has given you oh so much. And even if all of this is taken away from you, even if all of it is gone in a second, God has still blessed you with this spirit of love and, uh, and, of, and of joy and of gratitude because in spite of all of the trials, in spite of all the tribulations and the tragedies that may happen to you in this life, he sent his son to this earth to suffer, to die, and to rise so that even if everything that you have is taken away, you have an imperishable hope that you can bank on when this is all said and done. Tell the world about that. Tell the world about the matchless love of God. God expects us to. That is my story. That is your story. That is all of our story. And we must tell it. God can do wonderful, phenomenal things in the lives of those who are living in the tombs. God can do wonderful, phenomenal things in the lives of those who are completely and totally out of control. But we must come to him. We must seek him. We must acknowledge him as God. We must beg for his mercy, and he will give us mercy. And when he shows us mercy, he expects us to tell our story. Let's pray. O oh Lord, our God, we come to you now humbled before your high and exalted throne. You are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. 
we are so impressed by all of your wonderful works. We are so thankful for stories and scripture like this demon-possessed man who is completely out of control. We thank you for his desire to come to Jesus and be freed of his bondage. We pray that we will look at his life as an example of how we should seek Jesus and how we should tell our story when he delivers us from sin and death. We thank you so much for Jesus who has given us this opportunity and this hope to be freed from sin. We ask all of these things in his name. Amen. If you're here this morning and you are not a Christian, this is the perfect opportunity to become one. You do so by hearing the word of God, believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, confessing your sins before men, having your sins completely washed away in the watery grave of baptism. If you've done this before, if you've made mistakes, you've fallen away, and you would like to make things right this morning, or if you have any other spiritual need that we can help you with, we ask that you please come to the front while we stand and sing the song of invitation. <laughs> 